Imagine it was possible to successfully treat depression without needing to take any form of antidepressant drug. Today I talked to therapist Nick Salupo about his incredible journey to heal his own depression without using any medication. Hi, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb and I want to help you cultivate a healthy brain for a mentally healthy and happy life. Welcome to episode 38 of Better Brain, Better You. Absolutely de- delighted to, to welcome Nick Salupo to talk about his to the podcast, talk about his new book, Demolish Depression Without Medication. So Nick's a psychotherapist, coach and workshop leader, and as Nick puts it, his own healing of what seemed hopeless with his own experience of depression is what actually motivated him to share his experiences in this book. So welcome to the podcast, Nick. Yes, Ben, thank you. I'm uh, delighted to be, be on. Excellent. What was your motivation? How did you come, come about to actually writing this book in the first place? Yes. Well, it, as you said, um, it, was, it was inspired by uh, my, my own journey. And in that, um, I realized that there isn't much... Of a, be- of a belief or a hope in the general uh, population that it is possible to uh, heal and overcome depression. Um, and so, you know, I wrote in there what I knew from my own journey, and I wrote it with uh, the motive of maybe spreading some uh, knowledge and hope about you know it is something you're able to overcome and heal it isn't something you uh just need to manage yeah so could you just tell us a little about a bit about your sort of your your journey so it it took you it took you kind of nine years you say in the book to you know to go to go on this incredible journey of uh of 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 healing yourself so how did that how did that begin well so you know i was raised in an alcoholic uh home where there was a lot of yelling and anger and rage and so as a child i didn't know how to deal with that and so the way i dealt with that was by shoving it all down I shoved down all my feelings. <clears throat> and then when I was an adolescent, um, I was choked. And I don't remember, I don't remember whether that was in the in the book. Uh, but you know, obviously my voice goes in and out a lot. And that is a, a result of the uh, being choked. Never healed right or all the way um it's better uh than it was but it just never healed very well and when my voice uh, began to not work um it changed everything about my life uh 
especially all of the <clears throat> um, social uh, defense uh, mechanisms I built up. I sort of developed a, a way of uh, relating to the world that where I didn't need to um, face any any trouble. But when my voice uh, began to not work, then I began to be received uh, socially with a lot of odd looks and and rejection. And that just turned my world upside down. And in that, all of these feelings I, I shoved down began to come out and come up. And that was when, when uh, the journey the uh, journey of began. Okay. So you, and you, in the book, you distinguish between this, what you call existentially based and emotionally based depression. I wonder if you could just, just unpack that distinction for us a little bit. All right. Well, existentially based is sort of like this. I'm at a job I don't want to be at it. It sucks uh, the life out of me every day, but I'm not. Um, I'm not looking uh, for something else, uh, something more meaningful. Um, and it doesn't only need to be a job. It could be uh, many areas of life. Maybe that you're unhealthy in a way, your body. And you know what you need to do, and you know you would uh, feel better if you did it, but you're not doing it. And so existentially based is um, something dealing with our existence <clears throat> that we have the ability to address, but uh, either A, we don't know we do, or B, um, we know we do, but we're we're not uh, getting the energy up uh, to do it. Now, the other one, emotionally based, is when we have emotional wounds in us <clears throat> that are going ignored, avoided, or unaddressed. Uh, maybe we don't even know we're doing it, and then they manifest as uh, feelings like anger or depression brings anxiety. And, and then when we do address our emotions, uh, then those feelings will dissolve uh, because the very thing that was holding them <clears throat> there is now gone. And so now the depression no longer has any basis of our remaining yeah and that so and that's really the you, you know as, as you've alluded to and you and you and you talk about in the book that your your experience yourself of these emotional wounds when you were younger and it's particularly the sort of emotionally emotionally based depression that you particularly think is sort of amenable to the method that you that you, that you use that you describe in the book and you've used for your own experience Yes, you know, I wanted to uh, distinguish that as if it is existential and um, you're dealing with 
uh, something about your life, like a job or a faith uh, crisis or something in those realms, then what I wrote in the book uh, won't necessarily uh, res resolve that. Um, but if it is related to old wounds or old uh, traumas, then what I wrote in the book uh, will, will address and, and resolve that. And how do you, so you, you say it very eloquently in, in, in the book, and how, how do, so these you know, emotional trauma, traumatic experience when you're younger, and then you say, so that leads to this sort of situation where either you're suppressing feelings that want to be felt or need to be felt, or pot potentially those feelings are coming out in other ways, like you said, with anger or so on. So could you just unpack that a little bit for us, that, that, you know, that relationship between that, you know, that initial trauma and that wound and then how that manifests as, as, as you get older? Yeah, well, I, I think uh, the adage of how to set out of mind uh, doesn't apply here it does not uh neither does time heals all all wounds um you know one way to think of an emotional wound is in terms of energy um emotions are energy and if that energy is remaining in the body uh, then it, energy, energy always needs to go somewhere. And if it isn't going out of us, then it's uh, remaining in us. And so we need to find a way of dissolving that energy. And so you might have um, a scenario where you were, you were always yelled at and you dealt with that by feeling uh, very afraid and then and hiding. And then as you're older, you date or marry somebody that also yells at you and you feel those same feelings. And so rather than say, well, I need to, I need to set a boundary, you go into that same response of feeling afraid and that's how we relive our emotions um over and over until they're addressed that that way that sort of process of emotions being suppressed and needing to be felt and expressed is that different for different types of trauma or different types of wounds or different types of emotion or is it a, generally speaking you have, you know, you experience, you know, a traumatic event when you're younger and you need to find a way of releasing the emotions associated that with when you're older. Yeah, I would say it's fairly uh, general, um, meaning in in those events, whether we were, um, we were, you know, it was anger, fear, anxiety, um, grief, sadness, sadness, uh, being yelled at, whatever it was, our response was, I need to, I need to shut down my feelings. And in the shutting down 
is what brings about uh, the trauma and then later in life uh, manifestations of that trauma. And so it's about, about saying, all right, I need to go back and feel the feelings associated with uh, that event, whatever they were, uh, whatever I didn't feel because at that uh, time of the event, um, I didn't, I, I wasn't safe enough. I wasn't uh, secure enough how to feel those feelings as the event was uh, going on. It is it largely about going back and saying, all right, I, I'm going to feel that anger or I'm going to feel that sadness or that, that fear and not just not just in my mind, but in my body, I'm going to allow myself uh, to experience those feelings physiologically in my, in my body. And that's how, how we break up and dissolve and release the uh, trauma. So that yeah, is really, 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 really interesting because that's so that's so you you also make the distinction in the book between, you know, the the notion that perhaps you might do that, what you might talk about, you might analyze, you might think about those feelings in therapy, let's say, you know, you're a therapist, you know, you're obviously doing that regularly with your clients. And, but that's not the, that can only take you so far, you know, to, to, to analyze those traumatic experiences, think about those experiences, even potentially try and feel those experiences while you're actually in therapy could only, at least the way you describe it in the book, can only take you so far and you actually have to go further than that to actually experience those physiologically, as you say, experience those feelings, right? Yeah, yeah, feelings are physiological. Um, you know, in our, in our society, you know, at least, in the U.S., uh, I, I don't know about uh, the U.K., but uh, we say, well, I, be, I feel like you don't like me, or I feel like I'm not enough, or I, I feel like I'm, I'm a loser. Uh, those aren't uh, feelings. Uh, those are thoughts and uh, beliefs. And so the feeling under all of that, if, if I say, I feel like you don't like me. There's probably a feeling under that of fear. I'm afraid you don't like me or I'm ashamed of who I am. And so I'm afraid you don't, you won't like who I am. And those are the feelings under that statement of I, I feel like you don't like and so it's so vital if we do want to dissolve and release our old wounds that we identify the physiological uh, feeling going on under all of those thoughts. So that so that's so ones that come on to your to, to your method and exactly how that works in in in, in a moment, but. Just to sort of con contrast that with what some people who might be listening or watching experiences of, you know, 
what we might think of as more kind of traditional or like the medical model of of treating depression which you again you allude to in the book which is most commonly you know it will be treated and certainly in the uk and and, and i know it's the case in the us as well with drugs of some kind and then often put together with some form of talking therapy and most often cognitive behavioral therapy of those two things go go together so i wonder if you could just con- contrast you know those approaches to the to what we're going to talk about in a minute the emotional discharge method that you actually use yeah boy i you know when i met my uh mentor um he said to me uh well i'll say i'd already been to uh, two other other therapists and they both uh, right, right away, got me on meds, and although I was maybe some of my moods were not as intense, but inwardly I, I wasn't doing any better. It was just that my moods were, were more numbed. And when I met my my uh, therapist and then mentor. Uh, um, he said to me, if you want to heal, you've got to get off of the meds. And he said the reason why is because you need to be able to feel your feelings and feel your emotions. And um, so, you know, the thing about uh, CPT is that it is a model of which thoughts are creating emotions and there's certainly value and validity in that right if in my mind i'm saying i'm a loser oh man wow i said that and they didn't they judged me and now they don't like me and now i'm an enormous you know loser they'll never want to be around me if i'm not aware of that uh thought process sure i'm gonna make uh, I'm going to drive myself into a bad mood, into a negative mood, but it still doesn't address the deep underlying emotions that um, are fueling those thoughts in the first place. It's just that those thoughts are leading to even more emotions, but it doesn't address the um, emotions of origin um involved in in those thoughts and then those uh, subsequent uh feelings and so that is the issue with uh cbt and the same issue with uh medication is that while it does numb or ease uh the feelings um it doesn't address the underlying emotions that um, gave us a need, a need uh, for help or low moods in the first place. They're both more more of like a bandage or a mask. Okay, so treat very much in your view, sort of treating the symptoms rather than really treating the underlying cause, and in this case, the the emotional wound. Yeah. So perhaps you could 
unpack a little bit so your method is as, as you've already alluded to um you know and it's been so successful for you over those nine years which is amazing you know that it that, that it has been you know and, then, and that you're feeling better and and healed as, as you put it yourself in 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 the book is very much about feeling the feelings getting them out of your body getting them out physiologically properly experiencing them and feeling that feeling that so we've sort of talked about that but what what does that look like what does that feel like what does that experience actually like to do and how how do you do that yeah well you know there's uh three main ways uh generally in in an individual that is depressed uh there's going to be um unprocessed anger unprocessed uh grief or and or unprocessed uh, trauma um, or another way to say that is unprocessed uh, movement re responses and so in other words they you were um, say your mom um, called you names as a child and you wanted to yell and say you know, mom, don't say that to me. You know, that's mean and disrespectful. And you wanted to yell at mom, but you didn't because you were afraid. And so there's anger there that was never addressed. And so you might address that anger. You might go out in the woods or grab a hello and, and put it over your face or or go in your car and yell those things out loud and really feel that anger that you weren't allowed to feel back then and that would be one way of getting that anger out um same with the uh grief um you know generally if we're treated Badly, uh, there's going to be sadness, but we don't we don't grieve that. We don't uh, cry. We say, "Oh, I'm over it. I'm going to move on." And rather than do that, letting ourselves cry, letting ourselves uh, feel the sadness and let it out. Um, and then the third and last way is sometimes uh, there's a moment when we, we uh, needed to run away or defend ourselves and you might lie, lie down or stand up and do the movements in your body that you needed to do but you didn't uh, because you froze in that moment. So if you needed to run away you might imagine this scenario again and run. Or if you needed to defend yourself, you might imagine it again and shove them away or whatever that may be. And all the while you're feeling uh, the feelings involved. Really interesting. And just thinking about what that, you know, for someone who might, you know, is experiencing is experiencing or has experienced what what you've experienced and is suffering with and is, is dealing with mood issues 
trying to get to the to the point when you're sort of you know you might be ready or able to be able to do some of these exercises that you're talking about i wonder if there's a sort of journey to get to that point before you're actually even ready to start discharging the emotions in the way you're talking about because that's quite a it's quite a vulnerable thing to do so i suppose that's my first question the other one would be that presumably you also would want a safe place and a constrained way to be able to do that so that you're safe and people around you are safe as well right yeah absolutely um so being ready uh, to do the work is i think uh something every individual is has got to ask uh, themselves, am I ready? Even even to maybe just uh, nibble on it, right? If I've never let out any of my grief and I've let out even a bit of it, I'm going to feel better. And so maybe we don't need to be ready to let go into the work all the way but are we willing to let go into the work you know one percent of the way because it it really is a letting go of and need to i uh, need to protect myself from feeling these feelings it is a letting go of that and saying all right, rather than uh, protect myself from those feelings, I'm going to let go a little bit and feel those uh, feelings. And um, it's, you know, it's, I think what helps uh, the most is finding a, a group uh, that is doing this sort of work. Yes, you you see others uh, doing it, and you're like, oh, they're letting their rage out, or they're laying out the ground, letting their grief out. I'm able to do it. Nobody is uh, judging them. Uh, nobody is uh, laughing at them. Oh, maybe I'll be able to do it. So it's. You know, finding a way to allow yourself to let go into feeling those feelings that you've not wanted to feel. I mean, over those nine years, you've transitioned from this situation of having all these suppressed, you know, emotions and, you know, deep wounds that you've gradually resolved by letting these emotions out. That's an incredible and amazing journey you know for you to go on and and in your world in, in your your words healed yourself what's that experience actually feel like oh uh, what did it feel like I, I smile when you say that because it was like it was like you know freedom in my in my own body um you know freedom in my own body meaning I'm not afraid of my own body. I'm not trying to avoid what is going on in my own mind and body. It was like there's this weight in me, and now it's out of me. It's gone. Um, is what it was 
like it was just so uh, relieving every time I did it it was so relieving and and um it was it was there was joy and peace on under it so imagine layers of anger and grief and that when those layers are now gone the natural um experience in the body is now is now joy and peace um it was it was like that um yeah yeah you know and it's still funny now to think how i was afraid of those feelings yes now i realize those feelings weren't my enemy they were my body's way of saying hey we need to we need to do a little uh work here we need to clean this out uh of you you know in the same way that when you need to go to the bathroom your bladder uh gives your body a signal hey you gotta unload your bladder um same with feelings your body will will give you a signal hey you know you gotta unload this feeling and i i ignored that signal and when i didn't ignore it it was just such a relief uh getting those feelings out of me you know just such a relief imagine holding you know it you need to uh go to the bathroom and you hold it in all day long and then finally you go what a relief that is yeah it's sort of sort of like that sort of like that but emotionally though yeah well thank you so much you described your experience and you know and this the the method that you use to heal yourself incredibly eloquently i mean, if i may i would just like to finish by asking if we have lots of people who watch and listen who are dealing with you know mental mental many different types of mental health issues but for for someone you know who's potentially interested in exploring this method which obviously sounds incredibly exciting if you can and appealing if you can heal yourself without using any forms of medication what would you be your sort of advice for a sort of first step along that journey of what to do yeah well you know number one is it is so vital that you you allow yourself to not judge your feelings uh generally that is what uh holds everybody back is they judge their own feelings um and so whatever whatever your feeling is don't judge it um anger grief shame uh fear don't judge those feelings uh they're all right and they're normal and they're natural um now if you say i'm so angry i want to uh, strangle 
somebody well don't strangle somebody but you know the feeling itself is always always all right it doesn't mean we need to uh act on it but you know the bodily feeling uh there's never a reason uh, to judge uh, the actual uh bodily feeling and then other than that it would it would be uh getting involved in some group that um that would maybe uh promote or or give you a basis uh in understanding this uh sort of work and i, I know of you if you wanted them um i could you know tell you about them yeah that would be great if you if you could share them and we have some here in the uk that i know our listeners and, and watchers uh, are looking at but if you could that'd be great yeah okay yeah um so one of them is our core energetics um that's the o-r-e energetics uh another one is uh barbara brennan uh barbara brennan um and then Aside from that, um, I have a group called uh, Soul Path. Oh, one word, uh, Soul Path. Um, and if so, you know, people can email me about that. Um, and those are the those are the main ones that I found. Thanks so much, Nick. And if people want to find you out there on the internet, where's the best best place to look for you? Yeah, uh, I'd say um, either email me uh, my name, N-I-C-S-A-L-U-P-P-O at g- gmail.com or go to my website, uh, my name, uh, nixlupo.com um, or you can write, write my name in Amazon and find my books on there as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much for describing your great, uh, very interesting book, Demolish Depression Without Medication. It's been a real pleasure talking to you today and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Glad we did it.